If you believe that, say amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for venturing out by faith and joining us again this morning with our first uh, live in-person service after our Christmas vacation and the holidays. Thank you to those who have logged in online and our various social media platforms and are observing, watching uh, right now at 10 a.m. on uh, Sunday morning live as well as other times during the week if you have an opportunity to, to catch this. We are standing with you in faith to those who still feel that it's to their better interest with health issues to lay back for a few weeks. And I received several calls this week to say, hey, listen, I, we appreciate what you're doing, but we really just feel like it's still too early for us. We're going to be just hanging back at home and watching from home uh, the, pro the broadcast that way. And so we bless you, whatever your choice is. Uh, we are grateful for God's goodness, his mercy. I'm thankful to see, to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that vaccinations are increasing on a regular basis, and certainly prayers are going up. Our trust is in the Lord. We're grateful for all of the, the wonderful, beneficial medical breakthroughs that we have seen happen in our lives in my generation, and this is nothing short of a miracle to see this take place this quickly. Some of you are sitting here in the room this morning, and you've gotten it and beaten it, and we give God praise for that. Let's give everybody a hand. We took, made the choice to close temporarily on a very, very practical basis. We weren't doing that out of fear. We weren't doing that out of anybody pressuring us to do that, though there are still churches in the area who've not yet resumed even after closing in March of 2020. Um, we just believe that it was appropriate and right from the Thanksgiving through the Christmas holidays to take a break with as many people as would be being around family and um, just trusting God that you will continue to stay safe, keep your trust in the Lord. Remember, there are two things that are not in opposition to each other. There's walking by faith and trusting God, and there's walking in wisdom that is the application of knowledge that we have. Um, we, will, we refuse to be a congregation that gets into the political zone about the whole masking thing. I wear a mask because I love my neighbor, and that's just very simply the bottom line. Love God, love people. Somebody say amen. Uh, it answers that question. We ask you to, during the service to please keep them on during while you're sitting here. This is an abbreviated service. whole thing will be about 45 minutes max, and we want to do everything we can to bring folk back together. The scripture says that we are to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, and we want to do that as much as it is possible. However, I long for the day when we're beyond all of this and we can just come in here and keep the masks off and be as loud and sing as hard as we want to, and I can, I can preach a little bit longer and I can spit and baptize the front row in my excitement. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, no. Uh, we're just, we're thankful to have you here with us today. Please, please continue to pray. Stand with your brothers and sisters. This is not a time to get under a cloud of doubt and dismay and discouragement. This is a time to lift up your heads, 
to the hills from whence comes our help, what comes from the Lord, great God Almighty, he never fails us. Hallelujah. We're in a series this morning, third installment in a series called Reset. And I believe that there are times in our lives that we have opportunities to take a fresh look at things. This season in my life is one always of introspection, taking a glance backward and analyzing, and then taking a long stare, a glare forward. We began the series talking about windshields and rearview mirrors and the proportion of those two, and that one gives us an opportunity to, to take a glance backward, but our focus is not on what's behind us. Uh, the, the vast proportion of our attention has to be to what is ahead of us. The scripture says that the man who takes hold of the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. I want to do what Paul said, forgetting the past and reaching forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is Philippians chapter 3. We talked about reviewing the past and renewing our faith in God in the future. We look backward to thank God. We look forward to trust God. Somebody say amen. Last week, we talked about repentance in us turning in our thinking, changing our minds, changing our direction, changing our behavior, and that it begins in our belief. Uh, it's, it's not belief and then behavior. I mean, it's not behavior and then belief, but it's belief and then behavior. I change my thought, and then I change my action, and then my action forms a new habit. This morning, we're in number three, and we're calling this one recommit. Recommit. I have two more that I'll be with you preaching these myself. Pastor Jeremy will do a standalone message after that, and then he and I are going to do a shared series on heart matters in the month of February, Valentine's month. We're going to be talking not just about love and relationships, but matters of the heart. And I'm excited about this series that's coming up. But this morning, we are here talking about recommit. Um, the beginning of the year is always a time of being able to glance backward and look forward because it's a fresh calendar. It's, it's peel off all of the old and the mistakes of the past and just the decisions that we call into question. It's, it's an accounting for uh, choices that have been made, time and investment spent, and really evaluating and saying, is this something that I should continue and stay the course on, or is this something that I should make a course correction and an adjustment and look for a new direction, a new path? I believe that God leads us in those things. I believe that he gives us his word. The scripture says that he formed us in his image. Sin deformed us. The Bible is written to inform us, but Jesus has come to transform us. Can I have an amen, somebody? So this morning, I am recommitting. I, I have goals that are written down in a number of different directions in my life, actually seven areas that include physical fitness, it includes in intellect and academic pursuits and uh, books that I want to read and an accountable um, system or a structure or schedule for that. Obviously, I began reading through the Word in a new, per fresh perspective and a new read-through this year, done that ever since I was 18 and I always learn something new that I thought I had, I, have, I know that I've never seen before because the Bible is that kind of a book. It's not just black ink on white paper, but it's a living book made up of living words that are inspired and breathed into by the Spirit of God. You can say amen any time here. 
We want to recommit to some things. We want to recommit to our relationships. We want to recommit to our parenting. We want to recommit to our community. We want to recommit to each other. But before all of that, we want to recommit to the Lord. We want to recommit in our walk with Him and the things that we do, the habits that we choose to pursue and stay fresh. Habits, spiritual habits, spiritual disciplines are not about earning gold stars from a God who is impossible to please. It's not about being the teacher's pet in the cosmic classroom and trying to get merits. It's about recognizing that when I do those things, they keep me in tune with what God is saying. They keep my ear attentive to the still, small voice of the Spirit of the Lord. They keep my eyes on Jesus and and help me to stay focused from the distractions, apart from the distractions that are attempting to take my eyes off of him. Somebody say amen. Recommit. I want to recommit to all of these things today in a fresh perspective. My text is found in Psalm 37. It's the great psalm of reversal. It's the great psalm where David writes and he says, I want to read this from the New Living Translation. And it's, I'm using particularly three verses, Psalm 37 verses 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. How many of you know it's not just enough to put your faith in God, but how you live counts? Everybody say, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. I want some of that. Everybody, look at your neighbor with your mask on and say, I got to have me some of that. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your, des- your heart's desires. I like that too. And then finally, verse 5, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him, and he will help you. Now, I don't have it in my text, but I want to give you one more verse. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Oh my goodness, I will be so glad when Wednesday has passed and we have a new administration in the White House. I didn't vote for him, but that doesn't matter. This is not about a political thing. This is about I'm tired of the anger. I'm tired of all of the junk that people are holding their Bibles justifying the stupidity in this day. Stop being angry. Look at your neighbor and say, quit being angry. And I know I sound like I'm angry about you being angry this morning. Uh, This whole psalm is amazing, and I wish I had. It could be a series in itself, but three points I want to focus on this morning is trust in the Lord, delight in the Lord, and commit to the Lord. We want to recommit. My one thing that I want to bring to you today is this. I use this tool. It's a summary that I reiterate through the message in order to make sure that you get this one concept literally down into your heart into your spirit. It's planted like seed in the soil of your heart. We recognize that recommitment means looking up, bringing in, and giving out. Now think about these three gerund phrases. These are 
These are active verbs, and we're saying recommitment means looking up, bringing in, and giving out. One more time, say it with me. Recommitment means looking up, bringing in, and giving out. So I'm going to talk to you this morning about recommitment in three areas of our lives very, very briefly. Let's pray for, pause for a word of prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we ask you today in this service that you would help us open our hearts, Holy Spirit, and show every one of us where we need to glance backward and analyze and change our course, where we need to have an overwhelming focus of thanksgiving and gratitude for all that you've done in carrying us through what we've been through. Lord, we ask you to help us to fix our gaze, our eyes, our attention, O oh Lord, upon that which is before us, a year that can be filled with potential and possibility because we know that Jesus himself said that if you have faith, nothing will be impossible to you if you have faith in God. And Lord, our faith is directed to you. And in that, we look up and we bring in and we give out. We commit, we recommit. We make a decision today to commit again to these things. Give us a spiritual and a physical and a mental and an emotional and a relational and a financial reset. Lord, a communal reset. In all of these areas, help us as a nation to look to you. Lord, to stop looking to any person of any political persuasion or ideology and seeing that individual as the savior of our culture. Jesus Christ is our savior. He is our Lord. Lord, we thank you for politicians that are our help, but they are not our hope. Jesus is our only hope. We acknowledge that. Help us today. And it's in your name that we trust and we delight and we commit in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Do you love him? Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Let's start very briefly just to understand what the word recommit means. When you, when you Google it, when you look it up in Merriam-Webster, whatever your reference of choice is, to commit means to pledge or to devote, to apply, to give, to dedicate. Some of these words sound a little bit Religious, some of them sound a little bit legal, like a pledge, an obligation. To dedicate obviously has a very spiritual sound. There are three, all of these are synonyms, they're synonymous, they all mean the same thing to pledge, to devote, to apply, to give, to dedicate, to obligate. I this morning want to take three that I think are in direct alignment with the three points that I want to bring, and they're the words devote, apply, and give. Devote, apply, and give. And they really help bring clarity to what I'm saying recommitment is. Recommitment is looking up. I'm devoting my attention, first of all, to the Lord, not to how smart I am, not to how astute I am in decisions or choices that I've made in the past, not to my political ideology or choices there or the person that I voted for or didn't vote for or whoever's in the White House. All of those things are, are secondary to what I am truly, first of all, devoted to, and I am looking up, and I'm looking up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. I commit, I recommit. I decide to once again devote myself to looking up 
And this morning, I want to say that that means my first point is I I recommit to worship the Lord. It's not just a couple of songs that we sing and the style or the culture of our congregation in terms of how expressive we are. There are different places and various expressions on the spectrum of worship, and I believe every one of them has its place. We just happen to enjoy all of them. We, we can enjoy, be still and quiet and know that he is God, and we can also clap our hands, all you people, and we can shout to God with a voice of triumph, and we can dance before the Lord with all of our hearts, and we can do all of these things because they're every one of them biblical acceptable. Can I have an amen, somebody? And even beyond all of that, those outward expressions are just that. They're just outward expressions of where the real spirit of worship in it is in, and that is in the attitude of my heart. Worship is not just a few things we do for 10 minutes or 15 or even 20 or 30 minutes on a Sunday morning in terms of how loud we sing or how hard we clap or how, how the intensity to which we shout. But worship is how we live our lives. Worship is how I choose to treat my neighbor. Worship is how I choose to respond to the person in uh, Walmart who is looking at me strange over whatever reason, whether I'm wearing a mask or not. And there are people that will give you the hairy eyeball either way. It's just regardless. And and so I just have to make my choice that whatever I do, I'm going to do it based on love. I'm going to make my choices based on loving God, looking up, and I'm going to do it based on loving people. Don't shout me down, but I'm preaching real good already this morning. I recommit to worshiping the Lord, and that means that I have to once again recommit to being a man of prayer. However you do that, whether you use the, the 1928 prayer book from the Anglican church, or whether you pull promises from a bread box on your dinner table and you read that and recite it and pray it back to God, or whether you read through a particular devotional book and at the end there is a prayer and you say it out loud, or whether you pray in the Holy Spirit in tongues or not, all of those things, every one of those things I just said are all good examples of how we can open our hearts to pray. And it's not just going through the motions or saying the words to to get a gold star from God, but when I do that, it recalibrates me. It realigns me because I'm recommitting to saying, God, I look up to you you because recommitment is looking up and bringing in and giving out and so my heart choice is to say father I choose to pray I choose to seek your face I choose rather than fretting and and just wringing my hands because this whole passage in this wonderful text tells me that I am to fret not because of evildoers. And we, as in our human condition, have a tendency to fret. Fret's an old grandmother word that we don't necessarily use a whole lot, but it, it talks about fretting, just worrying yourself, just, just knitting into a knot. The ESV says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, but be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. The NLT says, trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. 
Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and be friend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. If we will commit, if we will recommit and we will look up and put our faith in God, he will show up and act on your behalf. Come on, put your hands together and give the Lord praise. I commit to worship the Lord. As a, as a holy sacrifice. What did, what did Paul the Apostle say in Romans chapter 12, verse 1? I beseech you. That is a long, earnest, strong yearning. I am begging you, the Apostle says. I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of service. The, another translation says your spiritual act of worship. Sacrifices are usually dead. You slit the throat, drain the blood, and throw them on the fire, on the altar. But we're not to be a dead sacrifice. We're to be a living sacrifice, a life that is breathing, a life that is an example of worship and loving God, looking up and loving our neighbor, giving out. I recommit to that in 2021. Not just to be a man of prayer or a man of praise, praising God, giving him thanks. I unashamedly, People share with me a testimony in Walmart or in various public places and they share things that have happened and I, I don't back up for a second. I don't want to be churchy. At the same time, I want to be a man that, ex, that is an example of the Spirit and I'll say, man, God is good, isn't he? Or, you know, this, is, this almost starts to get a little churchy, but I'll go, praise God. And they're like, they'll just almost take them back. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, he, he deserves our praise. Yeah, it's rough. Things are hard. Things are hard, but God is still good. He has not stopped. He has not withdrawn his mercy or his love from us. Come on, come on. This is not happening. This is not happening because God is mad at America. This is not happening because God is mad at China. This is not happening because God is angry with the world. Come on. God poured all of that out on his son as a holy sacrifice at the cross 2,000 years ago. He bore the penalty for my sin and for yours so we wouldn't have to ever question whether we were in good standing to be able to step into the presence of God. Because of what Jesus is, that's why I can go into the presence of God. I want to be a man of prayer, a man of faith, a man of praise and worship of God. And what does it also mean to worship the Lord? I want to be a man of spirit-led living, to learn to listen to the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit to guide me in places that, it, that I might not have planned to go so that I would run into someone I didn't know I would see so that I could open my mouth and share words that I didn't think I was prepared to speak. That's what it means to be, a, be recommitted to looking up and bringing in and giving out. Hallelujah. Point number two, are you getting anything out of this? So I'm devoted when I look up. I devote, I recommit, I devote myself to worship the Lord. Secondly, this morning, I recommit to the word of the Lord. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thank you, Amy Grant. Thy, sing it with me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. I do not know where I would be if I didn't have his word. He has written his word to inform us. 
His word is like food to me. He, it, was, it was Job who said, I have found your words and they are sustenance. They are meat to me. They are the foundation of my soul, Jeremiah said. I have, I have taken them in and assimilated them and they have given me strength. They are like life. The Bible talks about the word of God being like the milk to the infant and the bread to the, to the teenager and the, the meat in due season to the mature one. And guess what? Every time I, I, I come with you, I attempt to bring a whole meal, milk for the babes and some bread for those who've grown some teeth and thank God some, some meat for those who've got a little bit of maturity in their walk with God. And guess what? You put them all together. You put the bread and the meat in between the two and you've got a beverage and you've got the bread and the meat of God and you've got a whole meal. Hallelujah. I'm committed to the word of God. Somebody says, well, I just don't know what the will of the Lord is for my life. You can't say that with your Bible closed. Everybody say, open your Bible. You have a copy of the will of God. It is the last will and testament of one who died so that you could have his inheritance. Jesus is the only man in history who literally, as a testator, died so his will could be put into effect, arose from the dead to become the executor over his own estate to see that it would be carried out so that you would have every last provision that you would have as the inheritance of the younger brother. Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Somebody put your hands together. I'm committed to reading it. I'm committing to opening it again. I'm committing to looking with fresh eyes. Sometimes that means changing a translation and being able to let the words sort of hit me in a different way, in a new perspective. I'm, a, I'm committed to studying it. The scripture says, Paul wrote to Timothy, and he said, study to show yourself approved unto God, not to men, but unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed who knows how to rightly dispense and divide the word of truth. I want to be committed to it because I'm thankful that the Word of God is alive and powerful and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Somebody say amen. I'm committed to the Word of God. I'm committed to what the Word says. But I'm telling you my relationship's not with a book. I'm, I, I, it's not just about opening the, of the book on a regular basis. And again, it's not about getting a gold star. But I'm committed to the relationship of the one who is the living Word and his name is Jesus. Come on, I don't worship a book. I don't, I, I, I don't go and I don't get on my, my knees and pray to a book. I'm thankful for the book. The book will change your life, but the book is about the person who wrote the book. And the person is who I have a relationship with. Quickly this morning, I, I would like to take more time on that, but I talked to you about devote. We devote ourselves again. We recommit to looking up when we worship the Lord. Secondly, we are bringing the word of God in. We are applying it to our hearts, applying it to our lives. It's not just something you say amen to in a religious kind of way in a Sunday morning service, whether you're at home watching this on your television or your laptop, or you're actually sitting in this service live this morning. Applying it means letting it wrestle with you, letting it fuss with you, Letting, letting it get down into your heart. The scripture says it has the ability to separate between the joints and the marrow of your bones. And, and it, it brings delineation, demarcation between the soul and the spirit and the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. The word will go so deep in you, I can't hide from it. It will wrestle with me. And I'm thankful for that. That's not the book. That's the living person who is the word of God.
who's living and active. I'm committed afresh to apply the word, to take this word. The scripture says in Proverbs 4, verse 20, my son, attend to my words. Incline your heart to my sayings. Keep them before thine eyes. Incline your ear to my sayings, he says. He says, he says for out of them are the issues of life. He said, within, within them you will find health for all your flesh. They will change you. They will transform you. Hallelujah. I'm committed to looking up, to devoting my life to worship to the Lord. I'm committing to bringing in, applying the word of God into my life. I'm recommitting again, finally, point number three this morning, and I'm finished. I'm committing to the work of the Lord. Thank you for being here this morning. I am not in any way diminishing those of you who've chosen to remain at home for health's sake right now. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying connected. Connection is important. We are the church. This building is not the church. I'm thankful to have this beautiful new facility. We have a tool like we've never had before to thrust in the sickle and reap a harvest in the delta like we have never done before. But you want to let me tell you something. You are the sickle. You are the church of the living God. Not this building. Not this service, not this facility, not this structure, not our culture. You, living, breathing, are the church of Jesus Christ. That means you have a ministry, and as you look up and worship the Lord, and as you bring in and apply his word, recommitting finally this morning to the work of the Lord. I believe it's important that as this thing begins to turn, as the pandemic begins to subside, that you find a place of regular attendance back in the house of God. Until then, turn on something to keep you connected. Stay connected to the vision here at Victory by watching, by praying with us, by, by turning on some worship music and prayer and praise and worship. Open your Bibles. Let the word of God begin to speak to you from the page. Be faithful in attendance as we get this thing back going again. Remember, the scripture says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. These have been special circumstances we've faced and gone through. But as they begin to subside and as we get back into a flow, don't let the fact that you've gotten out of the habit of a Sunday morning worship experience keep you from what will bring a blessing into your life. Come on, somebody. All right? Don't let, don't let the fear of what we're dealing with right now keep you from serving. We basically had to shut down for a few weeks because all of our teams were literally a skeleton crew. We just didn't have enough people to help do what we do at Victory. And right now, it's not really the Victory experience because we don't have enough ushers. We don't have children's ministry right now, which is probably a good thing. We're going to be talking about bringing that back in the next couple of weeks. But that will be based on whether or not we have team members to help us. Everything, we've got Michael rushing, coming in here, bringing a fogger every week and fumigating, fogging every room in this building, killing any remaining particles of, of COVID-19 that might be floating around. We are abbreviating these services. I'm about to say the amen. Can you believe that? I told you 45 minutes. We're right on it right now. They're going to come and make announcements. 
but we want to do what we do, and we want to do it and give the presence of God honor and lift up the name of Jesus, glorify God, but we want to do it in a, in a manner so that we can get you in here, worship the Lord, minister to you, encourage you, pray for your needs, and then get you on your way and not be in this room for an extended long, long, long period of time, okay? If you can help us in any way, this is the time to remember that we still are called to serve God, do whatever we do to the glory of God, to serve to serve one another, to serve God by serving one another. And then finally, remember that we're to give. We look up, we bring in and apply the word, and then we give out. We give our time, we give our talent, we give our treasure. You've blown my mind in your generosity through this period of time. We don't have a late payment in any area yet. We've not had to lay anybody off, and I'm grateful. Now... I'll be honest, there's some things we could have used that we didn't buy because we've had a moratorium on any kind of spending, which is, you know, that's what I have to do. It would just be amazing if Congress could get that revelation. I'll leave that alone. That's not political. That's just common sense talking right there. You know, that's how you have to run your budget. And so we recognize where we've been and we appreciate your generosity now, by all means, folks, let me tell you, it's week to week. We're not, we've, we've used our, our resources. We've used up, got a little bitty, 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 tiny bit of margin right there. So we, we're, we're trusting God. <laughs> Anything that you can do above and beyond your tithe, we appreciate. It certainly is not going to be, you know, going for anything outlandish in any kind of way, but just giving us, a, helping us build a little bit of margin. We worked for years and I never had to stand up and say, folk, I need you to give this morning because we'd accumulated a quarter of a million dollars in just margin. And so if we had a low Sunday, it never mattered. We just, we just kept adding. And we'd pull a little bit if we had a couple of low Sundays and, we'd just keep, and after that, we'd keep adding. And so I'm trusting God to get back in that place again. And I'm trusting the Lord to bless and prosper you. How many of you know that folk making a whole lot of money even in the middle of a pandemic? How many know that can be you? Because God is your source, he is your provider, he will meet every need you have according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Put your trust in the Lord, delight in, delight in him and he will give you the desires of your heart, but commit your ways to him and he will act on your behalf. Put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Bow your hearts with me for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Help us as we go our separate ways this morning. We ask you in the name of Jesus that you would Show us, oh God, what it means to look up and to bring in and to give out, to devote ourselves to the worship of the Lord, to apply the word of the Lord in our lives and to, Father, give to the work of the Lord, our time, our talent, our skills, our treasure, our prayer. And God, we ask you today that if there's any person that's under the sound of my voice hearing this, Lord, who's never crossed the line of faith, Thank you, Jesus, that it's not about what we do, but it's about what you have done and your finished work. And because of your love for us and all that Jesus did for us at the cross and his dying and being buried for us and his being raised from the dead, overcoming sin and sickness and death in every way. Thank you, Jesus, that you have died so that we might live. You became sin so that we could become righteous in the eyes of God. I ask you, Lord, anybody in, under the sound of my voice that's never crossed that line of faith and said, Jesus, save me, that you would do that right now. Heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. If there's anybody in the room that would say, Pastor, please pray for me this morning. 
I have a need in an area, or I just want to just recommit my heart and my life to Jesus in 2021. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Folk around the room. Yes, it's about four, five, there's six. Yes, several hands up. You put your hands down. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless these, oh God, who are moving in response to your word. And we ask right now in the name of Jesus, as we lift our voices, congregation, I'd like for you to pray with me, please, if you would say these words. Everybody just say this. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for your love for me. I commit my life in 2021 to worship you, to seek your face. And I ask you right now, Jesus, save me. Change my heart. I turn to you. I turn from my past. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Forgive my sins. Be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. And all of God's people said, Put your hands together and be blessed in the name Amen. of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mike. What an awesome.